The military-industrial complex doesn't care about us. We need to stop sending our children to war and dying for the bankers and elites. The medical-industrial complex does not care about us. They need us sick and weak, so we can be patients for life. Stop taking their poison. The education system is merely an indoctrination program designed to supply the elites with obedient workers and turn over as much profit as possible at our expense. Let's turn off the television, put down the phone. Let's take our country back. Thanks for being one of us. You are listening to the Conspiracy Soldiers Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Julio. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> What's going on? Nothing, man. How about you? I didn't think you were going to show up. I was up at three. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody paid with a whole bunch of change. Oh. Like 30 some dollars worth of change. Damn. And it took it took me forever to get through counting all the change. Uh, you can't turn them down, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I've been there. I paid with change before, yeah, yeah. so it's yep. legal tender. Yeah, I used to take mine to the uh, coin base or what? Coin star. Coin star, yeah, there at the at the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, we all been there. So, um, it's a Christmas episode. Did you, uh, yep. did you, did you look anything into that about the balls <laughs> yeah. on the tree? <laughs> yeah, I did. Literally balls. What's what he's saying? So, if you listen last yeah, so, week, so it, it's it it goes back like four thousand years ago, uh, in the land of Shinar, where the Tower of Babel was built. Nimrod, known in Egypt, uh, also known as Osiris, was the founder of the first world empire at Babel, later known as Babylon. His date of birth was December 25th, and the symbol was an evergreen tree, which represented his renewed life through his son, Tammuz. Um, Nimrod was the great-grandson of Noah and the king of Shinar of Babylon, and he was the first one, the first the first one to lead a rebellion against God. And uh, this guy married his own mother. Oh, what a creep. <laughs> yeah. And so um, his his mom's name was Semi-Ramses. I don't know if she drove semis. I don't know if that's how they built the pyramids, but that was her name. Semi-Ramsey? Um, Semi-Ramses. And then... Uh, in Egypt, she was also known as Isis or Ishtar. So, kind of weird. I mean, this is where some of these names come from that we know today. Uh, and Nimrod was adored by his people as a deity and became the first sun god. But God destroyed the Tower of Babel. Nimrod was killed by Noah's son, Shem. And... Uh, And uh, they began this push of a religion and the cushion Nimrod. And they began a pagan polytheism in the post-flood world. And they worshipped many false gods. The snake, sun, and fire became their symbols of the pagan deity on earth. 
Um, Nimrod's mother claimed she had been impregnated by the rays of the sun. And a year later, on December 25th, the baby Tammuz was conceived, known as Horus in Egypt. So Horus was really like big brother slash son, Horus. And, um, and so... I don't know. Somehow, I don't know. I, I missed a part here, but Ishtar claimed that a full-grown ever tree, evergreen tree, sprouted up from the dead stump, which symbolized. Dude, this this episode sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. No, I, I know about uh, Horus and Osiris and all that. I think they were both born on December 25th, right? Yeah. Which is weird. And, yeah, and so uh, the uh, the evergreen tree symbolizes the erection of the new penis of Nimrod or a phallic symbol of new life, you know, because he got killed by Noah's son. And wow. uh, so they started this uh, this tradition where they would visit the evergreen tree and leave gifts, leave gifts underneath it. Uh, the tradition of the Yule, Yule log comes from dead stump to produce the evergreen tree. And, um, you know, Horus, the son of Isis, uh, he was born on December 25th. So uh, ancient Egyptians began to bring trees in their homes for the winter solstice festival. You know, kind of like what we do now. Right. Um, but, but pretty much all of this stemmed from like a, a pagan thing. Um, yeah. In fact, the Egyptians um, dipped balls in gold and silver and cut the testicles of animals to be hung on the tree. The testicles represent the sun, the sun god Ra. Amun-Ra. Um, yep. You know, so it's, it's kind of weird. Oh, um, okay. I, well, I thought then, it was uh, going to wind up being human testicles, so it's not as weird as I thought. Thank God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Santa Claus comes from from the god Moloch or Nimrod. Yeah, it's really weird, Moloch. You know, uh, yeah. in Leviticus eighteen twenty one, it says, "Do not permit any of our of your children to be offered as a sacrifice to Moloch, for you must not bring shame on the name of your god. I am the Lord." And um, and yeah, so it's it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, they and used then, to throw their kids in the fire. Yes, as a sacrifice. Right. Like public child mass sacrifice. And uh, in the Temple of Baal, uh, there's an image of Moloch uh, with a burning pit, you know, for children. And the head covering on the statue is the same as a Santa hat. Oh, that's, so the Santa hat. Yeah, it's crazy. Why were they throwing kids into the fire is because God said in Matthew, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. So, But that was pagan though, right? Correct. I don't know. Uh. Yeah, so... Um, so, I mean, it, it's just... I don't know. I mean, like, I never knew any of this information. Um, 
you know, that it was tied to a, a pagan, a pagan thing. And, and, you know, that guy marrying his own mother. So the, the son that they had was both a son and a brother. Yeah. Well, very, very messed up. Osiris had another brother named Seth. You know anything about him? No, I do not. Okay, we won't talk about that tonight. But talking about Nimrod now, he was, uh, I've heard some people think he was like a Nephilim. You ever heard that one? He might have been a leftover from the flood. I mean, the flood was to get rid of them. Right. But the the story goes that one of Noah's kids wives was had like some kind of nephilim dna and that's that's how that's how it got through the flood because i mean there's obviously it's still here somehow yeah uh somebody was telling me that octopus have uh o negative blood yeah well That's kind of weird. I have O negative blood. Yeah, uh, because we were talking. I was talking to somebody about that. We were talking and, to uh, Heidi about it, right? Remember? Yeah, but I was. I ta- it was somebody at work I was talking to, and they brought up octopus, octopi. I like that word, and um, and it just kind of blew my mind. I haven't had a chance to research it, but hopefully somebody does and maybe can give us some information. Yeah, that's something to look into. But that would be interesting. That's kind of weird, yeah. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so Christmas or our idea of Christmas maybe stems from pagan uh, shit, you know, satanic worship. Oh, for sure it does. Everybody knows, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the title of this episode should be Satanic Christmas. (laughs) Um, But the other thing is, you know, like going back to satanic... I think uh, another theory that is out there that people say is that the way we do Christmas nowadays is to mind control our children. We teach them when they're young and you know and influential that our parents lie to us, right? Man. About Santa it's, Claus. I know. <laughs> I know. Looking back, it's it's too late now, but it, I mean. Like like when you meet people that say they don't tell their kids that you like you're like man it seems kind of cruel, but but looking back it's like them motherfuckers knew what they was talking about and we should have never done that. I should I don't know if you did but I did, and you know yeah. it's hard because you know you got when your wife wants to do it and all that. I mean, it's tough, man. Being a uh, looking into this type of shit, it's hard. Yeah, so pretty. So Santa Claus is a subtle, deadly assault on our children to confuse and rob their God-ordained faith. Satan knows if he can somehow get that child through those fruitful early years without trusting Jesus, his goal of accepting worldly thinking and ideas increases. So the New Age um, has has a new being called Sanat Kumara. Sanat is a reference to Satan. So New Age scholars evidently believe that there are sp- that their new spelling will alleviate the concerns of those not ready to yet conf- uh, confess Santa- Satan as their master. 
Satan and Santa are actually an anagram. Did you know that? Right. Yeah. I get it, yeah. And then it goes along with Saturn, too. I mean, some of these winter these winter solace pagan things were uh they were worshiping Saturn also. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's that's a whole other topic right there. Yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been looking I've been seeing stuff pop up about that. So so yeah, I don't know. I mean the commercialism, uh, you know, um Coca Cola. You know, <laughs> like they definitely take advantage of the spirit of Christmas. Right. You know, and, and um and they kind of ruin it. Santa Claus is everyone's first conspiracy theory there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean For my daughter. For my daughter it was uh the Tooth Fairy. She caught me. Yeah. Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, all that <laughs> shit. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> man, I'm we should be ashamed to be doing all this stuff, man. It's too late now, it's over with. It's just it's the culture, man. They it's like you said, it's brainwashing. Yeah. <clears throat> So, uh, let's see here. You heard about the uh, the butt sex insurrection? Yeah, it was <laughs> overdone, man. Huh? It, it was overdone. Like, why are we posting this shit so much? What? Like, it just kept being, like, reposted and reposted, like. Oh, the, the, you mean the video of the guy? Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't really see it. I just seen something that was blurred out. Yeah, that's what I saw too. But it's like I, I we sh- that shouldn't even be in my timeline. Yeah, there's a lot of it. Yeah, and then the guy, uh, people are defending him, saying, you know, like he got fired for an act of love. Yeah, but why are you doing it at work? Who yeah. wouldn't get fired for fucking at work? Yeah, but, they, you know, they want to bend the rules. All right, for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about here, I got a clip. Oh, my God, not the video, man. No, no, it's not the video. It's no secret that the Senate Judiciary Committee's hearing room is a fiery place, a spicy place where senators yell at each other and grill potential judges. But last week, things in that hearing room got heated in a very different way. A roughly eight-second sex tape emerged, allegedly showing a 24-year-old staffer for Ben Cardin's office engaging in some pretty lewd conduct right at the table where senators on the Judiciary Committee would sit for their hearings and markups. Now this staffer has since been let go. Senator Cardin, he is of course an 80 year old senator from Maryland who was set to retire at the end of this term. The clip was shared in a private group chat for gay men in politics and it was first reported by the Daily Caller last Friday. This now former staffer, his mother has come forward and said that he is going through some things right now and that it's been a bit of a difficult time for him. Reporters have since dug into this guy's history and they found that he had a cameo in President Biden's 2020 campaign and one of his campaign ads. And they've also unearthed 
some past Venmo transactions that were quite raunchy. There were payments for strip dancers and some other things that I honestly can't really even say on video. Right now, we don't know if this former staffer is going to face any legal consequences for his alleged conduct. In the meantime, you know, there have been a lot of jokes at Senators Amy Klobuchar and Chris Coons' expense because this sex tape was filmed right at the spot where they sat during a recent markup. <laughs> we are definitely going to be monitoring this situation and Oh, that wasn't me. That was surprised of sorry. any updates. <laughs> that burp was from when I recorded it. I must have been drinking. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so some gay butt sex. They're calling it the butt sex insurrection, so. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I got I got another clip, too. Hey, it has nothing to do with conspiracies, and it's not even in fucking English. I think it's in, like, French. Maybe our listeners from, like, France and Belgium understand what he's saying. You don't even need to know the language. It's just fucking hilarious, all right? <laughs> every time I look <laughs> every time I listen to this shit, I can't stop laughing. So this this I'm guessing it's France or it could be Belgium or what, somewhere where they spring, speak French. At least I think it's French. I'm not even positive. Sounds like it. But uh this dude has a talk show, and for some reason, he's got people coming on that have damaged vocal cords. And and <laughs> I'm just going to play it, man. It's hard to – there's not even any point to try to explain this. All right, here. Excuse <laughs> Dat was met mij dus ook niet mijn eerste hoop. That's the host. Laughing. I don't know how to feel about it. Dat dit echt niet kan worden gedoen. Hold on, wait till you hear the other dude. Moeten we nu nog antwoorden of niet? Want het kind. Ja, dat is ook dat is eigenlijk liever. Excuseer. Excuseer. Ook de mensen thuis mijn excuses hiervoor. Ik, uh, ik, um, we hadden een, een, uh, een vraag uit het publiek uh, aan de... Ja, meneer, je had uh, een, een, uh, een opmerking. Een, een... Ik heb het zelf. Ik ben eigenlijk bij een vrij eenvoudige ingreep ook gekwetst gedaan aan de stemman. You're really uh, loving it. <laughs> you don't seem to think it's just funny. Oh, man, I'm fucking yeah, crying over here. I know, I know, I see it. I'm actually laughing more at your reaction to it than, than the thing you're showing me. Uh <laughs> It'd probably be funnier if you could understand what they were talking about. Do you? No. Just <laughs> so how are you laughing the way you are? <laughs> the voices and the dude laughing at him. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, man. 
Okay. Well, since since you went down that road, let me go <laughs> just down the same road. So I went to see the Nutcracker. I was really excited about it. Uh, it started off perfect, and we had great seats. Amazing. And I mean, so I paid like, I paid decent money to go see a ballet performance. To me, ballet implies the use of legs, standing on your toes, you know, like the ballerina, uh, dudes in tights. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like Jean Claude Van Damme or Tupac, both ballerinas. Sure. (laughs) And, uh, you know, like leaping, you know, like uh, hoisting a, a female up in the air. Right. You know, what do you think I thought when I saw a guy in a wheelchair on stage? I didn't know what to think. I mean, what character was it? A dancer. Just spinning and stuff? <laughs> like spinning his chair around or what? Around. I mean, I, I mean, he did have artistic. He did bring artistic beauty to some of it. Um, he still danced with a female, and the female really did a great job of like helping him, I guess, for lack of better words, because he, his wheelchair, and part of the dance, he like went on his back. So obviously, like he's got to get back up. Right, and the female did it in a in a very beautiful artistic way. It was very, I mean, it was very well choreographed. But am I wrong to think that if I pay for something that involves the feet, the people should have use of their fucking legs? I don't think so. No, <laughs> I mean, and you it, know, it, uh... I mean, that's our society today, and then. It put, it put a lot of hindrance probably on the girl he was dancing with, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many other jobs you could do. And I understand maybe he maybe he really loved dancing or, or maybe he used to do it before he got – maybe he got injured or something. Who knows? You know, but – Yeah, he's, he's from, like, the Cleveland-Akron area. Oh, I believe but, that. Maybe he got shot. Funnily enough. Maybe you got shot. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, in February, I'm going to see, like, an Irish dancing group. Yeah. Lord of the Dance. Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance. And, I mean, it's like, if I see a guy in a wheelchair rolling out, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'll see one at that show. <laughs> we don't. Irish don't play that shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like some people, I've t- I've I've talked about this to a couple people, and some of them say I'm insensitive. Some of them agree. Some of them understand me, but don't maybe see see it the way I do. I mean, like I can I can understand both sides, but yeah, you got to understand. You can like something, and you if you can't do it, then you just don't. Maybe you should just watch. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, or or you know what I think, uh, you know, like a a special Nutcracker. I like the you Special know, Olympics. Has... Yeah, there you go. You know, like, but don't charge me the damn full price. Yeah, I mean, they could do that. <laughs> they probably couldn't find enough participants. 
He's probably like it, one it was, of the only ones. It was a great performance. I mean, I, I don't regret it. Um, but I don't know. I guess I'm just sharing a little bit of how I think. Hey, Julio, Sometimes listen. My thinking is messed up. Freedom. You didn't hear it? No. I just cracked a beer. <laughs> I'm not an eagle. You're not in the I'm mood. I'm not an eagle. I know I'm Julio's worn out. We almost didn't didn't record tonight. And maybe we shouldn't have. I think we're both off kilter. But it'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, so going back to our Christmas episode, I haven't I've had a little bit more Christmas to talk about. All right. So we see it as a Christian holiday. Um you know, but a lot of them are derived from shamanistic traditions of the tribal people of pre-Christian Northern Europe, like in Siberia. So in Siberia, the shamans would wake up early in the morning and they would get dressed in red and white, in red and white fur trim coats and long black boots, just like Santa. They would go outside and carry red sacks with them. They would fill these red sacks with red and white Amanita muscaria mushrooms that they would gather from the bottom of the pine trees. So it would take them all day to fill up their sacks. And uh, once they filled it up, they would travel back uh, back to the village. And so in the village, they lived in these things called yurts. They're kind of like teepee structures. And they have a hole in the middle, like a, where the smoke escapes out of, you know, right. to ventilate it. Right, yeah. And it also served as a secondary entrance because it would snow a lot. And sometimes their front door would be covered in snow. And so the, the shamans would then distribute uh, every villager's portion of these elusive mushrooms to them. And they would do it by coming down that ventilation hole. And then the villagers would take their portion of mushrooms and put them in a stocking by the fireplace and hang them there. And they would be ready the next day for consumption. And so... Uh, Amanita muscaria is that red and white magic mushrooms that grows exclusively beneath pine trees. And it's the one that you see in Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. It's the one that you see in Alice in Wonderland. And um and so it has it has traces of DMT. It also has mucino, and it can also be a little bit poisonous to some people. And uh some animals are actually attracted to this mushroom and so one of the side effects of this mushroom is that it makes the skin and facial features take on a flushed red glow so your face becomes red kind of like santa like santa. red cheeks and a red nose another side effect is people laughing in a euphoric type of laugh because they're in like a state of euphoria and they tend to laugh at everything so it's kind of like santa's ho 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 you know, ho 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 ho. Um, but the reindeer, which provide everything to these tribes, you know, they provide shelter, food, clothing, and other necessities for them. They like these mushrooms so much that they would seek them out and eat them. And they figured out that if they found the mushrooms, they could use it as a bait to kill the deer. Or to kill the reindeer. Um, 
And another side effect of the mushroom is size distortion. You know, feeling bigger or smaller, kind of like Alice in Wonderland. And you often feel like you're flying. This could be the legend of the flying reindeer. Um, and then... Um, so, so yeah, so there's this whole history of like where Santa might have been associated with a mushroom. Uh, why has it been taken out of a spiritual context and turned into like a commercial thing? Uh, you know, because if you really think about the story of these shamans in the village, you know, like the men went out, harvested these things, sought them out, and then came back. And then distributed an even quantity to all the villagers. And then they all shared in this experience, a spiritual experience. You know, you and I have often talked about uh, mushrooms and DMT and all these chemicals that the government bans uh, uh, being the, the origin of God, being the origin of the Bible, being the origin of a lot of experiences. And so, obviously, they don't want us to have that anymore. They turn it commercial, you know, and um, it should have a deeper meaning other than plastic toys and everything. And I think that um, big corporations took the idea of Santa and Christmas to make as much money as they can. That's what it's all and, about. Uh, we're all missing out on this experience of, like, like there's a reason why. The month of December, actually, it starts almost at Thanksgiving. We get this feeling of, like, that the world is better. You know, like, we get along better. You know, we're, like, nicer to one another. You mean, like, the, the Christmas spirit? Correct. Right. That's an experience that they have commercialized. They took it away from, from these sort of things that... Like, honestly, if we took mushrooms together, we would have a very good experience. We would have tons of laughter. We would find more more in common together. Like, it would bring us closer together. They don't want that. They well, want us, you know, being stressed out about not having enough money right. to buy shit for the kids. Not having enough money to, to make extravagant meals. Um, not being able to go on vacations for things like you shouldn't feel bad about any of that. Right. And then, and then if you know? you're happy and content, you're not trying to spend money to, to fill that emptiness. You know what I'm saying? Like they want you to be a consumer. They want you to, con yeah. they want you to buy, buy, buy. That's all they're worried about. Damn. You sounded like NSYNC. Bye, bye, bye. Come on, man. Why'd you have to throw that out there? <laughs> you said it. I didn't. But, but yeah, so I, I, I actually, I've been meaning to talk about this because I, I had heard it in another podcast. And um, I've heard that, too. I've heard the story about the mushrooms and stuff. I, it's been a while, and, but I've heard, all, I've heard that one. It makes sense. Yeah, in fact, even they even say that halos, you know, the angels' halos, originally they were more like mushroom caps. <laughs> so, you hear me? Yeah. 
right, we're back. Had Can you to hear my music? No. We had uh, to resume. We had to. I had to send a new Zoom call because I ain't paying no extra. I'm a cheapskate. We're back. All right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, my dad's coming up Sunday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. For for Christmas, and her family's going to be here, so I don't know what's going to happen. Should, be, should make it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> don't play any of our podcasts. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. My, family usually, I don't know. Family, family's always like the biggest hater. I don't know why. No, well, yeah, my dad's a lot like us. He don't believe shit. Like, I remember he came up a couple years ago for Christmas, and uh, my one daughter, she spent Christmas Eve at her boyfriend's, and then she found out that a lot of them had COVID, and then uh. So she thought she might have COVID. And so, like, some people were, like, wearing masks and stuff, and it just pissed my dad right off. He's like, come on, man. I I didn't know you people were like that up here, you know? <laughs> and that was, like, two years ago. That's so funny. He, yeah, he wasn't buying none of that shit. It's funny because, so, like, when I was a little kid, right, this is the first time I found out what a gay person was. So, I was just a little kid, and, you know, I like the village people, right? <laughs> the, <laughs> kids like that shit. You got to admit, like YMCA and all that, right? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> macho, macho, man. Yeah, yeah. Little kids like that type of shit. I was just a kid, man. So, like, he was... <clears throat> I wanted a record. I wanted a village people record. And my dad's like, yeah, you know, they're queer, right? <laughs> and I'm like, what? I say, what do you, what's that mean? Oh, they like other men. <laughs> and I'm like, so that just fucking ruined it for me. You know my dad is a big, my dad's a big disco fan. Yeah, and I re I remember the day he stopped listening to uh, the village <laughs> people. <laughs> Isn't it weird when you find out somebody? I don't really care anymore, but it, to an extent, I still makes a difference. Like you know, like Elton John, and uh, who's the other one? Uh, George Michael, he was a big flamer. They make great music, though. Yeah, well, yeah, they do. Yeah, and uh, did you ever watch that Elton John movie, Rocket no. Man? No. Yeah, I didn't know this, but, um, for example, uh, he had a lyricist. No, he had a guy that would, uh, yeah, a lyricist, his partner in writing, and... Um, for example, the song "Your Song," you know. Oh yeah, which, I remember which, that. Which has great lyrics. Uh huh. It's actually dedicated 
to that guy. And, um, you know, the guy pretty much, I don't know, they had like a, like an interaction where maybe Alvin John was kind of saying like, I like you. And the guys told him, you know, like, I'm not into guys. So there's a lot of heartbreak, I think, in, in some of his compositions, huh. you know, like it's gotta be hard to be gay and have to sing about loving a woman or missing a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I don't know. I think it's getting to where you don't even have to do that anymore. I mean... Uh, I understand back then, though. That was like, what, the 70s? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but your song is, is actually one of my all-time favorite songs. I love it. It is. It's pretty good. <clears throat> I got... um. Oh, we were talking about Irish. So this is kind of so political thing, but uh, all right, we were talking about Melier, Meliel. <laughs> yeah. So he's got Argentina on the right track, right? Is that Argentina? Argentina. Yeah. Argentina. Say it like a white dude. Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got Argentina on the right track. Then who's that other guy you always? Who's the other guy you always talking about? Uh, Bukele. Where's he from? From El Salvador. El Salvador. El Salvador. <laughs> All right. Now we got Conor McGregor wanting to run for president of Ireland. What's up with that? I mean, the same thing that's happening there is happening here in the U.S. And, I mean, I think it's great to have him speaking out, especially from the position that he's in. You know, he's influential or watched by many. Right. He's got a lot of followers you know, I, and stuff. I mean, who, who's doing that here? Who's doing that for the U.S.? Uh, like You mean like Trump? I don't know. Like Vivek, <laughs> maybe? I don't know. I think, I'm going to be honest, I think Vivek Rama, what's his name, Ramaswamy? Yeah. I think he is a tool of Trump. Like, like mm -hmm. he, he might even be being paid by Trump. I don't really know how to explain it, but, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I, th I think he's like a, an agent for Trump. You know what I mean? No, I do not. He, well, you're smoking dope. You can't. I can't even hear what you're saying. <laughs> I said no, I do not. And you know what? I've been I've been told by one of our one of our biggest listeners or loyal listeners that they love it when you say smoking that shit. Smoking that shit. But you got to say it with power. I'll wait till you start coughing. <laughs> It'll happen. You know it's going to happen. <clears throat> but uh, now, nah, man, uh, like he says, he says all the right things and everything. But it's it's crystal clear that if you look at the polls, I mean, he's not going to be the president. Maybe he'll be vice president. He'll be on, on, uh, on the, 
on the board somewhere or something. There you go. You almost come on, let it out. (laughs) (laughs) Smoking it. (laughs) Smoking that shit. Here we go. (laughs) All right. Anyway, do you understand what I'm saying, though? Yeah, I I think there could be some orchestration like that with some of these people. I think so, too. You know, like, going back to, like, trusting any of those people, I mean, what do you think about those, uh, the three names that are being withheld from the Epstein list? Oh, that's another thing, man. (laughs) Listen. All right, so... RFK Jr. already came out and said he was on the Lolita Express. Right? And he's like, but I didn't partake in any anything nefarious. I always had my wife and kids with me. So if he can just say, yeah, I was on the flight, but nothing happened, what the fuck? I mean... How does that make that list important at all? Somebody already just came out and said, look, I was on it, but I didn't do anything. So how's that going to stop anybody else from saying that? It don't make no fucking difference. I think it just... It, it shines a, a bad light into the like their political moves that they have. So I think they're just... They're going to be sacrificed... So that the top people can still keep it going after the fact. This is just like a, like a sacrificial purge. You know, some people will lose their careers, you know, acting careers, uh, banking careers, whatever political careers. I don't know, man. I don't know. There will still remain a, a top chain of people that will keep it going. That's just my, my thought. It's like they're not doing this. I mean, nineteen people, nineteen or something people fought to keep their names off of it. It's like okay, and then they're purposely withholding three of them. It's kind of wild. Yeah, they're telling us this. Like, hey, we're not going to tell you three of those people. It's like why? Tell me at least why. But I kind of makes you wonder who they are, but. Like I said, it doesn't really fucking matter. RFK Jr. already came out and said, oh, yeah, I was on that flight log, but I was with my wife and kids. I I didn't do anything wrong. So how's that going to stop anybody else from saying that? You know what I'm saying? If it doesn't incriminate you, it doesn't incriminate you. That's it. Either. Yeah. It's not a crime to be on that fucking plane or jet, whatever the fuck. So, if it's not a crime, it's not a crime. I don't see how it's going to ruin anybody's <clears throat> the whole thing, man. It, they've been fucking dragging this shit out f- for five years now. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's also part of a, a dis- like a distraction. Right. That's what I'm you saying. Know. So we were talking about presidents, right? Last, mm-hmm. I think it was last episode. 
I started looking into – like I said, I thought Woodrow Wilson was the worst president. You said Obama. <laughs> and uh, so somebody that – one of the websites I looked at, it, it said the – obviously this was a – I'm guessing it was like a conservative website, but there it was like – the four worst presidents, and they listed in order. So Lincoln, anywhere from 600 to 900,000 dead U.S. soldiers. And on top of that, he created the IRS. And then, like I was saying last week, Woodrow Wilson started World War One. And he implemented the Federal Reserve, which fucking crippled the whole fucking country. It's been ruined ever since. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he eliminated the gold standard. I think that was in like 1933 or something like that. Created Social Security. Which they've been, which they've been fucking mooching all that money for other shit ever since. Then Lyndon Johnson, he created the welfare state, Medicare, Medicaid, and all that shit. Mm. Not to mention all the shit with Vietnam and all that. And he's tied to Kennedy. Well, he was the vice president, right? Yep. You remember that picture? Uh. They were on Air Force One after Kennedy got shot. Oh, yeah, him being, like... He's getting sworn in, but they have a picture, like... Kennedy's wife is staying there with a bloodstained dress, right? Like, the body's still warm. And there there was a guy smirking. I think it was, like, the F, the FBI director... And they're smirking at each other during the swearing-in ceremony while the fucking widow is standing here with blood all over her dress. It's like, what the fuck, man? You know? Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, Somebody brought up the topic of... So, like, there's so many people that I think wanted to get rid of Kennedy one way or another. Right. But something we don't think about is back in those days... This all started because I asked somebody, "Hey, did when you were in when you were in in junior in in school, like elementary, junior high, did you ever do like line dancing at school, like or like square dancing? Like that was part of my PE. That was part of my gym class. Was like line dancing or square dancing, something like that." And also part of my PE was uh, the pummel horse, climbing the rope. Yeah. Um, the rings even. Um, and so I asked younger people about this, including my daughter, and that's not, that's not at all what they do anymore. And so I kind of like looked into it, and those are things that the country was doing back when we were trying to raise men to be fit to go to war. Right. 
and uh, Kennedy was was very big on that. But guess what that means? That means that the food companies trying to make us fat couldn't make money. And so how did we go from being a very fit country to the obesity levels that we have today? And so I think that that could also be a reason why Kennedy was killed. Maybe it was the food people. Yeah, you know, I mean... Somebody, somebody preaching fitness is not conducted to making money off of people. Hey, some of them are all the same people, though. Like the people in the intelligence agencies, he wanted to get rid of them. Yep. They're probably linked to some of these food companies. Uh, he, he was talking shit about the Federal Reserve. That's dangerous. They're all linked together because they all got big money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, but that was just a, an area that I don't know if anybody's ever thought about that. You know, like I don't know. We we went on a on a downhill in terms of uh, what we teach in schools. You know, I'm, I I used to love. Uh, this is going way back to elementary school for me. This was a long time ago. We used to play dodgeball. I love that shit. Yeah. Bounce a ball off of somebody's head. <laughs> if you can dodge yep. a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> you seen yep. that movie, right? Yep, I love that movie. That's a great movie. You that's can't one make of my, that movie anymore. That's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Dip, like, dive, dodge. I forget what the other ones are. <laughs> I love White Goodman. At Globo Gym, we know we're we're better than you, and we know it. Nobody bleed, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Hey, it's white. <laughs> when he's at the W H I T. Michelle. <laughs> that was one hey that's one of the greatest characters of all movie history <laughs> yeah and you know vince vaughn man he's a big uh he's a big conservative dude like him and mel gibson i would say him him and mel gibson are two of the most conservative dudes in hollywood which makes you wonder how the fuck are they getting work you know what i mean i don't know I haven't seen Vince Vaughn in a lot of movies recently, nor Mel Gibson. True. Well, the only way Mel Gibson was doing it, he was fucking producing his own shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you get blacklisted and you don't get shit anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, like, when, when was the last time you saw Jim Caviezel, the guy that played in The Passion of the Christ? Well, he was when in was The Sound the of Freedom, time? right? Correct. But it took... A movie studio that's not associated or tied to the bigwigs to get them back on the screen. Yeah. That's the only yeah. way Mel Gibson goes about it, too. He has to finance his own shit. Yeah. Yeah, we all need to start supporting these people. Even though I'm yeah. not crazy about movies, but it, certain it, it's, ones. It's not about the money, Fox. It's about the message, bro. Right. I know. I know. You say I always say that, but that's really the the real true meaning. 
You do always say that. <sighs> you know, like, when it comes to work, it, it, it translates to, like, uh, I will outperform. I, I will show you how to work leading by example uh, instead of, uh, I don't know. I kind of lost my metaphor, but it's not about yeah. the it's not about the money. It's about the message. Yeah, we're talking about work, like <clears throat> so. You know, I'm in the union, and everybody, everybody in this town, it's like second, third, fourth generation. You know, they've all been working in the same union. You know what I'm saying? And I'm an outsider. I'm from. I'm not from this town. So like everybody's. And, you know, I'm a military dude, so I'm all about hard work and everything. So these people want to, like, everything's, like, against anti-management. Like, I want to fight. Let's let's battle management. And it's like, I ain't going to fuck with nobody unless they fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? And they want to, like, uh, I'm not going to – I probably shouldn't get started on this, so I'm not going to say any more, but – you know what I mean? I don't like like you. We neither one of us really want to talk about work too much. <laughs> I just there's some childish bullshit that goes on at work, and I'd rather distance myself from that shit. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. just want to. And we're talking about you know what? I'm just fucking talking shit now. So, you got anything yeah. else? Uh, I know you're sleepy. You got me going, man. <laughs> All right. Hey, I got a clip. I got a clip. All right. So Alex Jones, this is back in 2009. Alex Jones introduced Jesse Ventura. Remember when Jesse Ventura had that conspiracy theory show? Yeah. All right. Alex Jones introduced him to this doctor, and she was talking about have you heard this one? I see you nodding yeah. your head. All right. Yep. I'm about to play this. She flew this. in. She flew in specially. Like yeah, specifically. yeah. Yeah. All right, here. They will induce a pandemic using the nasal mist vaccine. 2009, people. Virus. That means that if I take it, I can infect you. You're going to get the flu. Everybody around us is going to get the flu. Then the United States government, based on their statements that they've already made, will say, oh my, we have a pandemic. Oh my goodness, we don't have enough doses. So <laughs> they'll admix squalene at the 90,000 injection stations that the Department of Health and Human Services announced that they will ship the vaccines to. People lining up, sometimes by the hundreds, for an H1N1 flu shot. What that means is a holocaust, a genocidal holocaust. Men and women will sicken and die, and those who survive will be infertile. If people start dying massively <laughs> from these inoculations, won't there be like a revolution, a rebellion, a rising up from the peasants? Briefly, 
until the 420,000 U.S. military swing into action. If you remember, NORTHCOM, the Northern Command, was created not long ago to, among other things, relocate the population in the event of civil disorder or pandemics. Doctor, what you're saying is that if people refuse these vaccinations, that FEMA's going to put them Excuse in my beer concentration camps around the country? I think you have to leave out the word almost. All right. It's funny. Okay, so that was back in 2009. And she was using words like, everybody's going to get the flu, which is what it was, Right. Everybody's going to get the flu. And then she said the word pandemic. This was 2009. And you know what I thought was funny? <laughs> Jesse Ventura. He goes, but wait a minute. If people are dying, isn't there going to be like a revolution? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like he almost wanted one, which is right. I mean, fuck, he was a Navy SEAL, man. You don't just fucking... You don't just stand back and let, but he was a governor too, you know, it's like, and he was a pro, he was a pro wrestler too, so. (laughs) He tried to ban uh, fluoride in Minnesota. Oh, I'm all about that. Yeah. And they wouldn't let him though. Yeah. What the fuck? Who? Uh, Let me guess. Center for Disease Control, uh, FDA, World Health Organization. Some of the crookedest. Yeah. He's a fucking politician. Yeah. He's a politician. And these fucking groups that just fucking form out of nowhere are allowed to fucking determine if he's allowed to do something in his own state. Fuck that, man. It's bullshit. It is. That's how I felt about it. But uh, so, uh, so uh, something that I've been reading about or kind of looking into is that, did you know that uh, vegan vegan hot dogs have human DNA in them? Did you send me something about that? Somebody did. I don't know. Maybe. Somebody sent. I just read something about that. It was like somebody sent me something. I mean, it right now it's only two percent of most products out there, but two percent is a lot because there's a lot of product out there. I think, or I believe. Oh, uh, it's like that. But what does that mean? Human DNA in a vegan product, in in vegan hot dogs. What does that, that mean? Was that you that was talking about? Was that last week? Talking about, like, uh, the difference between human and plant DNA or some shit? Maybe. But it it goes back to, and Alex Jones is is in this whole thing because he he spoke about, they're turning the frogs gay, you know? And And it sounds crazy, but in the end, it all turns out to come out true. It's true. And it's because of these pesticides. 
So think about it. We've been using the, these pesticides, and people have been uh, susceptible to it. They've had it on their skin. They've absorbed it. It's changed their DNA, which is part of their plan to begin with. And so we are becoming more tied to plants. So, of course, if we are shifting to being more plant-like in our DNA, why wouldn't, quote, human DNA be in a plant-based meat source? It's kind of fucked up to think. Yeah. But but they are, I mean, think about it. Like, the COVID is tied to shifting our DNA to mRNA or whatever. Which is what? Like that. Exactly. Some other shit. Like, it it makes you more susceptible to other things. I guess I'd rather be... uh, I'd rather just be fucking a human being that doesn't get fucked with, but I guess I'd rather be more uh, plant-like than a fucking uh, robot or some shit. I mean, there's a lot of transhumanism shit going on. I don't know, man. Transferring your soul into another thing into a uh, a machine yeah that shit ain't ever gonna it's happen crazy not for me i think it's happening already they take your soul while you're sleeping and transfer it and reprogram it and then put it back in your body in well, fact there there's a scripture in the bible about jesus visiting a village taking a boat and visiting a village and stumbling upon a man who spoke about being not he didn't speak but uh a demon inside of him told jesus like let us out of this body so that we can uh do our thing and jesus allowed it and they um they uh infested or possessed this herd of pigs and these pigs oh, ran yeah. into the yeah. ran into the ocean or the yep. water, whatever. And drowned. And uh that that's a that's a transhumanism example in the Bible. That man had other souls, demonic souls in him. And then Jesus uh the man said, Can I follow you? And Jesus said, No. Return to your village and tell people about what happened. And people were amazed because they saw the difference. But I I do think that that shit is happening, dude. I think, um, you know, like I have some friends that suffer from um, sleep paralysis. I think that that's what it that's what it is. Yeah, I was lis- I was listening to a priest talk about sleep paralysis. He's an exorcist, and um, he says that he sleeps with a rosary in bed, like. He thinks that it's sleep paralysis is demonic. And the best way to fight it is by praying. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Now that a lot of people believe that, like when I was in the army, I had a roommate. There's this little black dude named Thorn. His last name was Thorn. But uh, he was from North Carolina. He was something of a hillbilly. And so, like, he jumped up in the middle of the night. Because he got sleep paralysis. And I'm like, what the fuck you doing, man? 
He's like, I had a witch on my chest. That's what, like, when you can't move at night, they think you got a witch on your chest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was a Christian, but you know, everybody comes from different backgrounds and shit. So that could have been some. Who I, who knows where that came from? But that's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah, and and knowing people to go through it, I I see the effect it has on their life. It's 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 insane. It's it's scary. <laughs> well, that's like now the big thing is uh, sleep apnea. Everybody, they want you to wear a fucking mask. That yeah. to me, that don't seem right, man. That, I mean, I don't know. I know your wife. Your wife wears one of those. But yeah, I, mean, I should be wearing one. Really? They telling you to? My brother in law wears one. He already did. Yeah. What's the? I mean, what caught? I mean, what brought on that diagnosis for you? Uh. I just stopped breathing at times. How do they know that? Because they did a sleep study. Hmm. So I went somewhere. I had to like wear all these like uh, sensors on my body or whatever. And I had to sleep there. It sucked because I couldn't like jerk off and go to bed. (laughs) I was on camera. Couldn't sleep. You had to drink, smoke, or jerk off, one of the three. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, uh, before going to bed, I would go to my car and, like, have a couple drinks or, you know, smoke (laughs) a little bit and then go to bed. But, yeah, so I did that for a couple of days, and, yeah, I needed a machine, and I I got it. Mm. But it didn't really do anything. I didn't really feel the benefit of it. It's a business, man. It's just another item they can sell. You know, we went we went all these years without them, but now it's just absolutely mandatory. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, so uh what do you, how do you feel about women like you know, like coming up to a guy and saying like, "Hey, like 3 months ago, you made me feel uncomfortable with something you said. Uh, like, well, why the fuck didn't you bring it up then? You mean like somebody, like a coworker or what? Like yeah. that doesn't happen to me because I don't, I'm really fucking quiet. Like you wouldn't, you would think that I'm not because I do a podcast, but like at work, there's a lot of people I've worked with for years that I've never even said hello to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I mean, I'm more you wouldn't believe think I'm joking, but I ain't. I mean, I can I can smell bullshit a mile away. I don't fuck with those people. Yeah, but I don't know. It just it rubs me the wrong. I, I I'm not saying it's at work or anything. I'm just saying like the shit like that like really rubs me the wrong way because it's like. If it's an issue and and you're still in the pic and we're still in the picture in some way together, how do you act normal and ev- like everything is fine for a little bit, 
And then one day out of nowhere, like three months later, bring it up. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's kind of pro- fucking weird. And I see this shit happening all the time to like Hollywood stars. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was just venting about that one. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> well, I got. Now that we're on Zoom, this shit goes quick as fuck, dude. I know. We got like three minutes, bro. Oh, I didn't know if you could see that too or not. Yeah, yeah. You want to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up, bro. All right. Yeah, I got to go. In approximately two hours, I got to go grocery shopping for the Christmas dinner. Like like, uh, my wife told me Thursday night, like, hey, you want to go with me? Uh. Saturday morning to go to grocery shopping for Christmas dinner. I said, yeah, no problem. Then last night I told her, I said, I got to do a podcast at 3 o'clock in the morning. And she's (laughs) like, what? Well, we got to get up early before everybody gets to the grocery store. And I'm like, what time? She's like, 8. And I'm like, what? She goes, I told you I wanted to get there before everybody got there. I said, well, Julio don't get off till 3. And she's like, well, this is more important. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just like I will be there yeah I I, for, I don't know I, I guess I've been like on a bender and I missed out on finding out that my wife's Christmas is my wife's family's Christmas today great at one so mine's I'm gonna be tomorrow. up by 11 mine's Sundays everybody's gonna be here my dad he'll be up here yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right, man. So Hope you have a Merry Christmas. You too, man. All you listeners have a great Christmas. All right. Yep. And uh you know, you know the old routine, uh conspiracy soldiers at yahoo.com if you got any questions or comments and uh tell you if you like the show, tell your friends please. We're trying to you know, just spread the word. That's that's the best way to do it. <clears throat> All right, Julio. Anything yeah, else? Man. No, man. It's a great time hanging out. Thanks right. a lot for listening, guys. Yep. Feliz Navidad. Really? Be aware, Fox and his friends are not doctors or experts. Do not take these opinions as the gospel. Although they are highly intelligent, sexy, and influential, please think for yourself. I want to thank the girls over at Socially Toxic Podcast for that little disclaimer. Thank you.